Welcome to 420 and 3Xs. It's the Smoke Show Podcast. I'm your host, Smokey, bringing you the realest conversations that we source live from you, our fans and listeners. This Smoke Show is a collaboration of hard work, our tough conversations, and global support. I direct the boat while you, the listeners, lift our sails and choose our final destination. We like to get real. We like to be vulnerable. We like to talk about real situations and relatable problems, interesting topics, and things that aren't often on the table for general conversation. I hope that you'll join us either live on our YouTube stream or later on on your favorite podcast platform when you have the chance. Get all our information at our website, smokylive.com. But while you're here, why don't you roll one up, kick up your feet, take a deep breath. We've created a safe space where you can come, relax, get cozy, and really be yourself. Find a space where you can open your mind, share your heart, and get ready to dive deep. It's my hope that these conversations we share will help each of us to create a better relationship and connection with ourselves and with each other. So let's get ready for the topic of the week. Let's go! Welcome back, guys. It's Smokey. I'm here with the chat. We are live on a couple different platforms tonight, which is exciting as always. So hello to our new friends and the new people tuning in and to our old fans. You guys are the ride or dies and it's really special to actually hang out with you guys again. Um, So what's up? Thanks for coming in. (laughs) Dragon says, let's taco about it. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Um, We're talking tonight about a fun topic. This is definitely a relatable one for anybody. I mean, more specifically, like if you're dating, I guess, or if you're like anticipating or trying to date someone, we're kind of going to be addressing the friend zone. When you're in that awkward space, like, am I in the friend zone? Is this supposed to be something more than this? Are we going to date? Does this person like me? When you have all of that inner dialogue and you're like, uh, is this going to be more or should I fall back. We're going to talk about three specific questions that will create absolute clarity in that situation every time. You're just going to have to be bold enough and brave enough to ask them. I hope you guys are ready for this one. Let's dive in. Okay, so... How many of you in the chat have been friend zoned without realizing you were friend zoned? Um, I certainly have. <laughs> We've got hands raised. We've got a big yes. Team says he's guilty. The voice is raising his hand. Ace says, yup. Joe called herself out. Okay, yeah. We've all been there, clearly. It sucks, right? You like click with somebody you start vibing you hang out and like it's going good you continue to hang out like when you're hanging out it's really fun and then it's like wait I don't know if this is what I was looking for what I was expecting I don't even know what this is but this has potential right like usually I let my brain just go about that far like this has potential and then I start thinking about it like hmm and then I start wondering like Am I going to look stupid if I start acting different? (laughs) And it's always like immediately at this stage is when it's like, yes, Weasel said it perfectly. Sometimes you don't want to ruin a good thing. So it's like, this is going well. 
should I say something? Steve says it's when you think about them all the time. Pizza's in on this too. Oh my God. Yes, we're all, everybody, it's the wondering stage, Joe just said. Yeah, like, oh, hmm, the wondering stage. I love that. We should definitely, we're going to refer to that as this is the wondering stage. Okay. Am I friend zoned or do they want something more? Realistically, how long does it take you as a person, like individually on your own, to decide if you like someone? Like, what do you think? Are you like quick to fall? Are you like, I know some people that are like, they go on one date, they have one kiss and they're like, oh my God, I love this person. I want to spend all my time with them. And then there's people like me who will hang out with somebody for six to eight months and be like, you know, I've just recently decided that I think I might kind of like you. Like, not love you. I just think you're a cool person. <laughs> How long does it take, you guys? Jedi says it takes at least three good hangouts. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know. Jashi says a month or two. Weasel taps in and says a year. Okay, I'm closer to the year. I think it's going to be individual, right? Like everybody's going to be able to figure it out. Some energy is so charismatic and it pulls you in, but others is built over time. Love that voice. Totally true. And I'm like one of those slow and steady, but I'm a Capricorn, you know, so I'm an earth sign. So it's like slow and steady build is like what I'm down with. Some people like my fire signs out there. <laughs> you guys just want to make that connection quick. It's what we call U-Haul lesbians. You know, when two girlfriends fall in love so quickly that they move in immediately. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it makes sense. You know, there's all different types of people. You got to feel the vibes, Pizza says. It takes some time. Weasel says some people can really hide who they are pretty good, which is hard. It is so hard because you don't know who's really revealing themselves. But here, Tumble has a different perspective. Um, Tumble in the Jungle says that it takes him about one hour. <laughs> one hour to decide if he's infatuated and head over heels. <laughs> Paulo says it takes just after a few months. Okay, so we all have a personal range of what our comfort is, but it let's like let's be real. It takes us some time. So this type of a situation that we're addressing tonight is really about that time. Like we've already taken that time where we're like actually considering this. This is like I'm thinking about you a lot. I didn't know that I was going to be thinking about you, but now I am. Okay, that's the moment. Have we? Do you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about? <laughs> Whatever your your range is, this is the the awkward the awkward spot we're sitting in tonight. This is the podcast topic. Okay, so we all understand it. We're in that space. Take the leap. Okay, so when you're in this position of the wondering period, right? When you're in this space, eventually it's going to become unbearable. Like, I mean, it just gets to be so, it's like, it's like a pimple that has to pop. Like, who's going to make the first move? Who's going to ask the question? Is it, can we go back from here? Like, can, are we going to be able to fix this friendship? Do I even care anymore? The tension is high. <laughs> so what do we do here? Joe says she's in a similar situation and she just started having feelings for a crush. And you think about him a lot and you're wondering. You're wondering. You're ready to tell him because he hasn't said anything to you. Okay, so who makes the first move? That's part of it. And you run it through your head like a thousand times. Am I alone in that? I run like every scenario, like how I'm going to say it to them. How are they going to react? 
if I do say that and they do fall for me, am I okay with that? If they refuse me, you know what I mean? You just, when the sound of their name makes you smile, Jedi said. Yeah, Steve, it's exciting. It's so much fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're always on your mind. When the good outweighs the bad in your mind, you've got to think positive. Love that. Okay. So when we're in this position and we're really murky, you can um, clearly mess it up really easily if you're not uh, acting with a little bit of finesse, I would say. You know, it takes a little bit of work. So here's my tips. Here's some, I'm a very direct person. So these are three uh, questions that I have been introduced to through various partnerships and also use on my own that I have found to be very successful. Because let's be honest, I don't know what age you're at. I don't know where you are in life, but none of us want to waste time. There's not enough of it. (laughs) There's simply not. So I don't want to get involved in something that's going to be a waste of my time. And I know I'm not alone in that. So here's three questions to hopefully expedite this process so nobody's wasting their time, nobody's wasting their feelings. We're getting direction to the point, okay? Mixed signals are such a common problem in dating. According to a survey, 40% of people have experienced mixed signals in a relationship, and 69% of people said that it led to confusion and frustration. So literally, the mixed signals of should we be friends, are we going to be more, how does everyone feel, it can literally cause the complete deterioration of the potential of this beautiful, possible, maybe, situationship. (laughs) Just because we're wondering, somebody's got to pop the pimple. (laughs) Somebody's got to. Tumble says, I can't even read singles, so I feel signals, so I feel that deep. Oh, yeah. Last relationship was 22 years. Last relationship was 22 years. Don't want to waste time anymore with the wrong person. Yeah, no, we don't need that. (laughs) We don't need it. So are we friends? Are we more? Have I misread this situation? How do you guys have a way to proceed without looking stupid? Before I reveal myself here, what what have been your little tips or tricks. What do you do in this situation? Are you a waited out type of person? Are you a gotta say something kind of person? You take the leap. Okay, Steve. Steve takes the leap. It's all in or all out. I'm with you there. I got to find out. A risky text or comments voice says. Okay, so you're going to kind of put out a little um, flirtatious, like a little saucy, just like a little bit, just a little bit of heat. And see how they respond. If they lean in or not. That's your test. Okay. I have um, a friend of mine who says, they'll send a message and say, um, do you want to be friends or do you want me to make you feel good? That's the way they ask. That's how they said. And I thought that was interesting. Okay. That definitely differentiates it without saying something creepy. (laughs) That's all right. Depends on if they feel like they're the cautious type or not. Okay, if you would send that type of a text. Okay, so you're saying up here, Sognafar, he says he would just give it to them. They would just have to have sex. They would have to connect. And if they liked it, then they're the one. 
I'm going to, I mean, I guess when I was younger, maybe that would be something that I could identify more with. But I think as I age, that's less of a determining factor. Some people are very sexually driven, but for me, good sex is easy. It's not hard to find. It's not hard to come by. I'd rather uh, enjoy the time that I'm with someone. You know, you try to vibe at a certain point. (laughs) It's a little different. Aside from being cute and playful, I've simply asked if we want to see each other naked. It kind of gets the nerves out. Oh, that's a weird question. You just say, hey, do you want to see me naked? (laughs) Do you say that in person or do you text them that? I want to know because I feel like I get weirder texts and people wouldn't say the same stuff in person sometimes. I ask them about how they feel about the time we've spent together. And you only say in person, Jedi. Okay, so you ask them if they, you want to see each other naked in person. Okay, that's awkward. I don't know what I would do in that situation. <laughs> but it is definitely to the point. Okay, that's so funny. She's got to be at least acting like she likes me. Because I hate taking too big of a chance. Especially if you don't know if she likes you or not. Yeah, it is a risk. That's a problem. It's totally a risk here. Okay, so I like this. So you guys are just feeling it out. There's different ways that you kind of extend a little uh, signal and you just read the vibes back. That's good. That's pretty much what this is too. This is going to be the same thing. But there's less guessing. Because even if you are like, hey, you want to see me naked or send a risky picture or like make a hot comment or like see what they do, they might only want to be friends with benefits. Who's been lost in that next step? Because you didn't make the clarity on step one, all of a sudden you're in step two. Now you're friends with benefits and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Are we dating? What the heck is going on? I was confused on how my crush felt about me. So I sent messages and he said he liked hanging out with me. So then I was confused more. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Awesome. Yep, that usually is what happens. It can. It can get weirder. So let's get to the point here. The importance of being direct. There's so many benefits to direct communication. Like I can't even, we all know that. I think people are usually afraid of direct communication because it can be intimidating. Nobody wants any type of confrontation. And I think generally people are afraid of how other people feel. Like not even just think, but how they feel. Nobody wants to make people feel too awkward or make the situation weird, right? Um, Jedi says, I have been in that situation. After a few weeks of sexual meetups and normal hangouts, I just asked what we were and where we're going. Yeah, that's always like that that question. Like, And then everyone freaks out because it's like, oh no, titles. Mm. Mm. Now it's weird. You have to give it to get it. Absolutely. You know, you got to do it. Joe's big on communication, but afraid of rejection. Okay, can't do things in text. It has to be in person. Okay, yeah, I think that obviously we know that there are definite benefits to being able to speak to someone in person because we can see and feel and connect in a different way. Although there's benefits to texting, so we don't have to see, feel, and connect in that way in some of these awkward messages. So it depends, you know, that, that's a 50-50 flip. Um, it does help you avoid misunderstandings, though. It helps you avoid some confusion. When you can finally, you know, take a moment, take a deep breath, face it, ask the question, then it makes you feel, okay, now I have some answers. It can kind of put your your mind to rest, right? It can just relax. <laughs> so many people don't like titles, but with communication, it defines the situation. I'd rather know so I can make my next move. Okay, I do want to define this. I want. I actually do want to tap into this really quick about titles because 
I am not, I've never been a fan of a title for anything. However, the older that I grow, the wiser that I hope I become. And with this wisdom, I understand that we need a language to define situations, experiences, and feelings. We need a vernacular to be able to understand each other. So being afraid of titles isn't really the issue. The titles actually give each person involved an understanding. And if you're unable to create that understanding, a title is a good way to go about it. If you're afraid of those titles, myself included, generally you're not afraid of the title, you're more afraid of the commitment or the situation or maybe yourself in that situation. But it's not the titles. The titles are actually pretty necessary in the world. We need words. We need ways to describe things so that we can understand them together. So that's why we do have different pronouns. We have different gender identities. We have different orientations. We have different religions. We have different political groups and fan bases and sports teams. We have words and a vernacular that's given to us to describe things in our experience. Titles are no different. If you're uncomfortable with the topic of titles, and I understand because I have been, that's more of a you issue. So we're going to leave that there. <laughs> Marinate on that. No, but really though, I really do feel that way. And titles are necessary. So I think when you get to that point of that discussion, this can help you. So the very first question that I like to ask before getting any further is, are you straight? Now, you're going to say, okay, of course you're going to ask that smoke because you go both ways. Blah, blah, blah. This is my first question. You can come up with your own first question, but here's why. Okay. Obviously, it can prevent wasting time. We already know that. But it also shows respect and a regard for another person's individuality. It makes no assumptions about anybody. That's it. It's really respectful, and it can kind of open that door of that conversation or see where somebody stands. If they get really weird when you ask that question, that's okay. You have every right to ask a question, and if someone feels weird about that, read that, take that in regard, and step back. That should immediately answer your question. That should resolve the issue. If they don't want to talk about their orientation, their sexual preference, or anything in regards like that to you, that's not how they're feeling about you. So this makes it very not about you and not about them, but in a respectful way, it opens the door. Now, you can be straight in saying this to someone who is also straight. The reason that I choose to ask, are you straight, rather than are you bi or are you gay or, you know, who do you sleep with or anything tacky like that is because, honestly, it's easier to say, are you straight, and it's honestly more relatable for a lot of people than saying LGBTQIA+. Whatever other alphabetical letters that I also think are respectable and worthy. But you can say this. It is politically correct. You can address anybody this way. And it's not sexual. But it does open the door into a common ground and understanding. If that person doesn't want to talk about it, then it answers that for you. And respect that. That's totally fine. Not everybody has to get into it. And if somebody asks you that question and you, don't, and you feel like some kind of way, understand they're actually not disrespecting you, you just feel uncomfortable, and that's allowed. That's okay, you don't even have to answer it. And you could say, 
I'm not going to answer that question. And that would be totally fine. Or you could just say, this is none of your business, or I feel uncomfortable having this conversation, and that's allowed. But we're talking about a person that you may be interested in. This is a person that you've spent a lot of time with. So chances are, this question wouldn't be out of context. Okay, so this is my first one. What do you guys think on that one? What do we got here? What do you think? The first question I say to ask is, are you straight? Sure, if you have a question, go ahead. Have you ever misread someone's orientation and fallen into like? Has anyone ever done that? Even if it was like in high school and then you found out later. I've definitely have, I've had crushes that I had no idea, right? Like, oh my God, I really had no, I had no clue. Like, I thought we were just really close. Like, okay. <laughs> it's happened a few times for you, boys. Okay, that's fine. Yep, okay, we've got one, two, three, four. Okay, they're just rolling in, yeah. So this is a normal thing. Are you embarrassed when that happens? I don't know if I've been embarrassed or more caught off guard. I think there is always like a little element of embarrassment. I think it makes the whole situation slightly awkward. This question can avoid that. <laughs> you get caught off guard. It just becomes like strange for a second. Like you're not prepared. If you can directly ask that question, that's going to avoid a lot of awkwardness. Like I said, it's super easy to open that conversation or open that door. Irish hippie says it's never happened to him. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> but he has a pretty good read on people, too. I'm quite oblivious at times. A mix of both, but I still respect it. That's totally fine. That makes sense. It might be the ego more than anything. I think it would sting, Steve says. Yeah, it does. It gets weird. So avoid that awkward situation by first asking a very general, very politically correct, non-sexual, non-creepy question of, are you straight? And if they're like, are you kidding me? You would just be like, I've been wrong before. We don't know what they're talking about. So we all have been relating to this. That's all you have to say. If they feel embarrassed or they're like, why the hell would you ask me that? You could just say, I've been wrong before. Totally fine. That's honest. Okay. That's my first question. Are you straight? Now, the next one. Are you available? Now, specifically, are you available? Now, I don't get specific into what you're available for, but I want to know, are you available? That opens a conversation. It gives me kind of like an out. No, I didn't mean for a date. I meant like later to like talk about this. I meant later for a blunt. <laughs> it's way better than are you single. Thank you, Steve, because here's why. Available is very different than single. Available could go in any direction. Single means, implies that you're on your own searching for someone else. And there are people who are in relationships who are absolutely available. It's part of their ethics. It's ethical for their, their relationship. This may be someone that you're very interested in who is actually in a committed relationship, yet it's open. And if you ask them if they're single, because you're friends, and they go, no, I've been married for like six years. You just shut your own door and had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> 
it's way different. Ask about availability. Also, when you ask if someone is available, listen to how they answer that question. Okay. Are you available? Hmm. They could, um, you know, kind of get awkward. They could kind of just roll off their schedule. They might catch your eye and stop for a second and say, what do you mean by that? Now, each of those responses should be read differently. If they're not paying attention, if it doesn't seem to phase them, if they're just continuing on about their day, chances are you guys are, it's friend zoned. <laughs> That's where you got to use your little antennas, your intuition, weigh in on this. See how they're answering. Because if they turn a little bit red and they look at you, there's probably something to it. But if they haven't even stopped and they continue rambling on about whatever TV show they were talking about, what do you mean available? And they just keep going. It's not looking too good. Okay. Emotionally, physically, or spiritually, that's the next point about availability. There are many different forms of availability. Love that. Be emotionally available. What does that mean to you guys? What is physically available? What is spiritually available? There's many different availabilities. So let's talk about that. Emotionally available. Emotionally available, this person is somebody who is emotionally in touch with themselves. They are able to express emotions. They're able to share how they feel, process those. They feel them. They let them go. And then they keep moving. They're available for support. They're available to celebrate when you celebrate. They want to hear about whatever you're going through when you're going through it. They're available for you throughout the day or throughout your communications on an emotional level. You feel how they feel. You guys vibe out. That's emotional availability. Physically available. Physically available means you're actually close, like in proximity. When are you physically available? That would mean when, when do we get some FaceTime? Are you physically available for lunch? Are you physically available this weekend? Are you physically available to go on a trip with me? Your physical availability is also a big factor. Now, if you're just looking for socializing and you're just looking for a friend, then physical availability won't really matter because you can tune in from wherever. We're doing it right now. I guess it's important to see how they respond. So are you available? This will help you not waste your time because I have been caught up in countless conversations and text relationships <laughs> when you get stuck in the, the inbox and you're just, you know, back and forth and building a friendship and then realizing that this person has absolutely no time for me. They have no time. They work too much. They have things going on with their children. They have another job. They're going to school. They have hobbies or another commitment. And they're just talking to me. They have no physical availability. This will never work. I need to know that. Steve says physical available to me means something else. If I tell a girl I'm physically available, do you know where I'm going? Yeah, that's that would be um, more of like sexually available. They're super busy and they don't have time for you. Yeah, that's the type of physical availability. Um, you're talking about sexual availability or intimate availability. Now, intimacy can go from any level. It can go from expressing my deepest fears, my nerves, my anxieties to having deep sensual relationships with you um, that are also interconnected and very emotional, okay? So intimacy, 
How available are you to be intimate? What type is it? Or are you just sexually available? Where we don't have to connect too much. We'll just do our thing when we're here. We'll enjoy it. And that's that. Those are also perfectly acceptable relationships, right? Writing checks you can't cash. Absolutely. Yes. When they just talk and go on and on and on and then you never actually hang out. Yeah. High hopes. These people have high hopes. Don't waste your time. Find out. Are you available? Avoid the drama and the toxicity too. This is a really good part and a point that I do want to make. Um, you can talk to someone and they can tell you that they're available. They can seem available. If it feels weird to you, you need to do some research. We are in the 21st century. You can literally be your own detective. Like, look these people up. Do some due diligence. Find out what's really going on with these people. Are they truly available? Because if you hop onto the Facebook and you see homie who says they're free and then also see them in a happy relationship with their children and you know immediately that they're lying to you, that shuts the door. Listen to the answers and do due diligence. That's so important. Do both. They may not be emotionally available. They may not be physically available. They may not want to be sexually available. So find out first, are you straight? Second, are you available? Three, this is the most important question. This is going to be the most vulnerable one. These two are about the other person, so they're easier to ask. They're things that you can ask on a date, you know, like, do you like to go fishing? What's your favorite color? Are you straight? <laughs> are you available? What are your goals in life? I mean, you can slip these things right in there, right? This last one is a little bit more personal. All right. Are you attracted to me? Are you attracted to me? Now, this is the true test. Okay? Because this puts it in a very, very direct way. It's not sexual. It's not inappropriate. It's also not distant or cold. It's not like a clinical way to talk about it. And it doesn't give them a scapegoat. It puts them on the stand for a second. And in that moment, when you have someone on the stand for just one second, you can see how they respond. And people will show you their true colors. They're allowed to say, and they will say that, no, I'm not attracted to you, if they're not. If they start laughing, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know they're not attracted to you. The answer that you're looking for here, the only answer you're looking for here to know if you should proceed is yes. Yes. Kind of. I think so. No, yes. If I'm attracted to somebody and somebody asks me that, I have no hesitation. I might turn pink. I might get a little bit squealy and giggly, but I'm going to have to say yes. I probably would never get squealy or giggly, <laughs> but it sounded funny. <laughs> I would just, yeah, yes. If they give you any other weird ass reaction or a strange read, you know immediately that you're friends and you haven't crossed any lines that are uncrossable. You haven't gone too far. You've asked them if they're straight. You've asked them if they're available and you've asked them if they're attracted to you. Now they don't know how you feel in any of these questions. You've not revealed yourself at all. That's the cool part. You got to know. These are three questions that I do believe are critical 
into getting you out of the the fog, the friend zone fog. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? Tom Trooper says, if you're too scared to answer honestly, it's also not the right time with that person. It isn't. That's a good point. If they can't give it to you right now, then you're not going to waste your time. These are questions you can ask anybody. You know, if someone's asking you these questions and it makes you feel uncomfortable, understand that you can answer these however you need to in your way. But it will reveal how you feel about this person. This is clear communication. It's definitely in your best interest, 100%, Steve, yes. It is. To know. It's better to know than not know. How long can you really, like, wade around, tread water in the friend zone? The question of could this be more? Some people will do it for years. They'll do it for years. And we found the statistic. 69% of people that have experienced mixed signals said it led to confusion and frustration, which would be the cause of a demise of any relationship. Who wants that? Honesty is where communication starts, and that's the fun. I agree, Tom, 100%. I don't think it's that Jesus says, or just be straight up and brutal in a good way. So this is one thing I do want to clarify. I think honesty is so important. I think the boomers lied to us when they told us that it had to be brutal honesty. I don't think that honesty needs to be brutal. I think that this world is brutal enough. I think that we need to learn gentleness and empathy. And even if that person is, seems to be like unreachable or so far away or so far gone and so confused, they need gentleness that much more. Because I've been in that position. And brutal honesty did me no good. It just brought me more brokenness. But compassion, gentleness, and truth, every single time, I've responded to. And I think that that is definitely something that other people can relate to as well. Tom says, if they have trouble answering, then even if they feel that attraction, it's still not the right time if they can't express it. I agree. If you can't talk about how you feel or talk about being with someone or what you want to do or what's next or what the title is, you don't deserve to have the next step. If you're not there, it's not going to happen. Honesty just needs to be present, not brutal. I agree, Dragon, completely. Present honesty, just being there, delivering it in truth, being there for the person, not against the person. Yeah, that'll bring you places. I'll tell you that. Voice says, I agree with that. Honesty doesn't translate to being hurtful. Absolutely. Thanks for joining tonight. This was a fun topic to kind of pick apart. I think we've all been in this awkward situation before where we're just really not sure what the next move is. We value a friendship or a relationship, and if we're vibing, it's only natural to be curious. Should this go further? Should I read into it? What is the next step? So these three questions for me, have been tried and true. I'm just going to share them with you guys, see what you think. Again, to recap, to figure out, should we be friends? Should we be more? Am I friend-zoned? Three questions. The first one being, are you straight? The next one is, are you available? And the third one is, are you attracted to me? All of these questions are very direct. They're very honest, respectful. They're correct, politically correct, at least at the time of this recording. 
Um, and I think that they really bring you to a point of vulnerability and honesty with someone. If you're going to build a relationship or take it to that next step, those are the ingredients for success. You need to be honest. You need to be vulnerable and you need to be able to communicate. If someone can't answer these questions for you, it's probably just not the time and you're probably better off just staying friends. The beauty of these three questions is even if you ask them, it's not going to ruin any friendships. It's not going to cross any lines. And it's not going to reveal your feelings either. It'll give you an opportunity to just reassess how you feel and then plan your next move. So I hope these three have helped you guys tonight. I hope that you guys can figure out your next step with clarity, with bravery, vulnerability, and clear communication. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. In the meantime, have a good week. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in and joining us for the Smoke Show podcast. Super grateful for another episode and for each one of you, not only the current listeners, but the people who come in on stream, who bring their ideas, their stories, their insight, the people who check in and encourage each other between episodes, and for my moderator team, who keeps us a safe space when we're recording and keeps the show running long after the cameras are off. It's my hope that you guys can take a little something from this, reach out, interact, and build better connections with yourselves and each other. You guys are the realist and the reason that I'm doing this. And I assure you that I am learning far more from you than you are from me. So your knowledge and your presence is invaluable. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you have hit the favorites. Save us so that you can come back and revisit or come and see and check out future episodes. If you'd like to join us live on stream, join us on YouTube or on my other streaming platforms each week. You can find the details at smokylive.com. S-M-O-K-E-Y-L-I-V-E.com. Find me there and you can ask me direct questions. You can find our Instagram, updates on the latest contests, the news, and upcoming episodes. Thanks again, guys. Until next week, 